This podcast series is supported by members at Patreon. If you want to support this podcast series, head to patreon.com forward slash Cascadian Beer. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I profile the unique beer scene here in the Pacific Northwest. If this is your first time here, welcome. I hope you enjoy this podcast series and I do hope you hit subscribe wherever you are listening to this. That way you'll never miss an episode in your podcast app. Now, like many of us, we had a lot of plans in the works this year and one of them being I was really looking forward to going down to Hops Harvest again, which I was fortunate enough to go down to, thanks Sam, last year, Uh, but eh, COVID. (laughs) So that was another trip that had to be canceled, but I was able to connect with some friends of the podcast in Yakima Valley digitally because they have a great campaign this month to highlight Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And you can participate if you're a home brewer or craft beer lover. So I connected virtually with this episode's guests. This is Shelly Demeray, co-owner of CLS Farms out of Moxie, Washington. Jeff Perkins, co-founder of Yakima Valley Hops. It's great to connect with you guys, even though digitally. I mean, I would love to be down there because it is harvest time while we're taping this at the moment. Um, And thank you so much for your time, too, by the way, because no doubt it's just busy times for both of you, right? Yeah, it's definitely still pretty busy. We are still picking up till probably Saturday or Sunday this week, so... It's 24-7 hop harvest, so I'm happy to break away for a little bit and talk about some upcoming projects that we're working with Jeff on. Right. So uh, CLS Farms, uh, how, how long um, have you been in, around for? Uh, so Eric, my husband, and I started our farm 24 years ago, basically, the day we got married, and we decided that we were going to buy a hundred acres together. And he had been farming obviously with his family for, and had been a fourth generation hop grower. And together over the last 24 years, we have built our farm acre by acre together. And we now have a sizable farm, but also three daughters. And we are also the proud farmer owner of Eldorado, Medusa, Zappa are our proprietary hops that we grow. Right. Along with a bunch of organic soft fruit. And we're pretty busy. Right. And that's a heck of a wedding present for yourselves. I mean, yeah, (laughs) it was. uh, Yeah, yeah, it was. It was truly um, an opportunity to put a farm together rather quickly with some help, obviously, um, by some very close hop dealer of ours, John A. Haas, actually at the time. And it was the start of a long-term relationship with them. And then we were able to grow from that over the years and add, you know, different parts to our, of our farm. This is my 24th harvest. So I'm excited to celebrate it with my friends and family. And it's been definitely 
an interesting year, I think, for us and along with <laughs> yeah, all of yeah. our our brewer friends. And, and so we're are appreciative and grateful that we've had a very safe and healthy harvest. Right. And then, Jeff, uh, what's the story behind Yakima Valley Hops? Uh, how did that project start? So in college, I lived next door to a long generational uh, hop family that um, stores and processes hops, and that is uh, Hollandry and Son. And he started selling hops to breweries uh, while we were at school. And I started selling things I had around the house or, or stuff from when I used to work at a record store on eBay and looked up uh, what the hop prices were for, you know, to sell the homebrewers and realized that, um, you know, there was a, a market there and that Matt could get me the chops, uh, hops for significantly less money. And so as like kind of a side hustle, I began repacking down larger increments, you know, that he would sell to the craft brewers and put them up on eBay. You know, I started with like the auction aspect of it and then realized that was really not the best way to do it. And they had just uh, implemented the buy it now option. And so I started doing that. Uh, was really successful uh, right off the bat. So I decided to get a website um, just to kind of streamline it more and to avoid all the unnecessary fees eBay charges you. So I, nobody had yakvalleyhops.com. Uh, and it's for multiple different reasons because the craft beer industry really didn't start taking off, you know, until, you know, six years ago. There had been a, a brief period before that, but it kind of crashed. So... I was looking for my next moves after college and, and kind of really wanted to pursue this a little further. And so then I um, got with my uh, business partner, John Snyder, who had a facility and we've been longtime friends, um, actually each other's first friends. Uh, we were like five years old, maybe. And so we decided that we both, you know, just a couple of DIYers and uh, decided to just jump in full full submerged under you know to start this business essentially um and then it kind of just blossomed from there we started the retail side and then we started a wholesale side to, to crop breweries and we started sourcing from the likes of johnny haas uh, as shelly mentioned earlier uh, which actually came into play this last year where you know after year seven of doing this um Haas approached us to, um, you know, partner with us to cater to the craft market because, uh, you know, there's probably the largest, uh, they are Mm -hmm. the largest uh, hop merchant firm in the, in the world. So, I mean, they, they're really used to catering to like the top 200 breweries or so. Um, Dealing with big batches of stuff. Yeah. 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 And so they were really catered to really set up kind of smaller boxes and so forth to that market. So we've been able to come in and uh, be another supply chain for that segment. They also are half owners of the hop breeding program, which is HBC and, you know, all the really bomber hops that have came out in the past, you know, 10 years have came out of this program. So like Citra, Mosaic, Equinot, Laurel, there's a new one, Talus that just got released, Sabro. Um, So it's really nice to have first level access and and get those hops uh, into the hands of um, craft breweries. Right. Great. And I mean, uh, I was very fortunate to visit you guys last year and I noticed that you guys actually can your hops, which is, it was the first time I've seen that done. So Yeah. So our, our normal packaging is a Mylar zip, is like a re-zippable bag. Mm-hmm. And Mylar is really standard for, in the hop industry. Um, that's what the the big guys do for crop breweries. They, they do them in the kilogram system because internationally, you know, the brewery um, market has always been bigger. So if five, 10 and 20 kilograms, which is roughly translated to 11, 22 and 44 pounds. 
But we, so when we first got in the market, we got these machines and we started, you know, packing them in these Mylar bags. We realized that um, we were kind of wanted to um, elevate our packaging. And so we started coming up with some ideas and John was looking into, why not use like, like a, a beer can, you know, a similar beer can that we, that breweries use because you could recycle aluminum and, you know, the craft uh, canning line innovation has really taken off uh, in the past, like, yeah, again, six years. So... We contacted this company and we got it modified for our needs and, and we found cans. We, we actually use the cans that are, they use a 360 lids. So mm-hmm. similar that you would have seen in the store where, or like a, um, trying to think like a Pringles packaging. So it rips off yeah. the full top of the, yeah, the, of the top. And so that, that's a great mechanism to, to pour the hops out. Um, one of the, you know, other advantages are the 360 degrees marketing that we can get uh, really creative, you know, on the can itself and then also the automation. So the idea is to package a lot of these things in a, in efficient manner and then move a lot of our labor uh, resources to order actual, actual order fulfillment. So, the, I mean, there's multiple different tiers of why we decided this packaging and we even had ideas of putting cans in vending machines. Um, we haven't gone that far as of yet, but uh, it's been uh, really successful. And I will say about, you know, 40, 60% of our inventory will be converted into cans at some point. Um, it just doesn't make sense to break down all the hops into that increment just because of the um, the demand for those varieties, right? So like if we only carry a case of like a random variety, it's it just doesn't make sense to put it through that machine. So anyways, yeah, really, really excited for that. That's something new that we just released. And then also we are revamping our website. We are going to be launching a new website, which we have not done since the inception of Yakovai Hops. And we're adding a lot of cool features to that, um, using a lot of the background educational support from Haas and implementing that into the UI user interface and UX mm-hmm. user experience uh, aspects to our website. So we have a lot of exciting things coming out this year um, on top of uh, 2020 crop, which is just getting pelletized now. And so can be available for you know everyone that's interested in brewing beer and themselves or, or breweries. Shelly, like, are there uh, any uh, experimental hops on your farm that are new this year that you haven't grown before? You know, we're focused on the ones that are kind of in most demand right now. And Eldorado, Zappa, Medusa kept our plate pretty full. So, and then certainly all the public varieties, Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, those are enough for us right now to provide a lot of support for because they're they're definitely, you know, seeing an increase in, in demand. So as far as other experimentals, you know, I I think we're we're good for right now. <laughs> yeah. I will say uh it, it is an exciting time for them because Eldorado actually made the top ten in terms of um varieties that have the, the most acreage. So they, they finally made it to that list, which is really exciting. So that just shows you how popular in the past, you know, five years with the craft beer industry too. Yeah, definitely. It was was released 10 years ago and, um, you know, just seeing a really, you know, nice growth over the last 10 years and specifically in the last five for sure. I think we're always just looking to expand that and get that into Brewer's hands along with Zappa and, and Medusa as well. So uh, when we say experimental varieties as well, um, maybe, Shelley, you can elaborate further about the, the new Mexicanus program itself. Most people probably have no idea. So, that I mean, that's something really unique that they do on their farm. 
Yeah, so Neomexicanus is its own unique hop species, um, wild hops that were cultivated from New Mexico up in the wild mountain range um, by Todd Bates, who is a hop, passionate hop guy. (laughs) And he approached us several years ago, you know, with his collection that he had cultivated and really wanted a farm to to help him bring these hops to flourishing. And my husband, Eric, and listened and we talked a lot about, you know, what, what should we do with these? Should we bring them up here? And what, you know, what, is, what does this look like? And so actually Eric and Tom Nielsen from Sierra Nevada traveled down to New Mexico to meet with Todd and he, you know, had a, a collection that we brought back up to uh, Yakima, to Moxie, our farm. And we had lots of trials and testing and which ones did well, which ones wouldn't do well. And really, after many, many years of uh, trial and error in our versions of uh, Zappa and, and Medusa. We we settled on the ones that are currently in production, but it's a passion project for sure. But they're really unique and different, and they have completely different aromas. And we have run, you know, Zappa through uh, lots of different brewers' hands to get their feedback on, and and we definitely, it's complex and and unique, and you know, just lots of interesting aromas. So that's kind of our, our, you know, breeding program (laughs) is, is working with folks like him, Todd Bates, whose passion was to collect these and, and who also happened to love Frank Zappa and his music. So that's how Zappa actually got its name was, was because just the, the music that Todd Bates, you know, he loved Zappa music and, and that's how Zappa the hop came about right and with and with that like um what is the process of taking a wild variety putting it into commercial like production as it were um like i and is there anything drastically different in that process like i kind of think of you know the difference between farmed fish and wild fish of how like you know the flavors are so different is is there anything that happens in that process of hops well i think you're you know you're talking about hops that are maybe bred with certain characteristics and that are maybe in a a laboratory and there's many years of of testing and and developing that goes on. And, um, and these were hops that we developed with Todd Bates that were grown in Moxie and, and were small. I mean, it was just over, you know, five years or so that it was, lots of test plots and trials, you know, to get the hop to actually grow properly and to um, not die of powdery mildew or disease or, so it takes a lot. There's a lot of time investment uh, for a grower to bring a hop to market and do it in that way. But I think it's definitely something that's been really rewarding for us to, to do. 
and that can almost be a podcast within itself, right? So, oh yeah, I, there's so much that goes <laughs> to the, all of this. Um, yeah, and you know, it, what what is unique is that these are 100 percent new Mexicanas plants, so they're derived and they're not they're not crossbred with, um, you know, uh, any of the the commercialized the hops. That, yeah, yeah, the noble hops. Stuff, yeah, the noble hops. Yeah, these were born born and raised in New Mexico in the wilds of, uh, you know, that were cultivated by a man who had a lot of passion for, for bringing these hops to market. And so that's, that is an entire podcast, just that story alone. (laughs) What is serendipitous about this is that, um, you know, those traits that are coming from, uh, New Mexicana hops are actually have been hybrid and, and, you know, example of that would be Sabro that came out. So there, I mean, it, there, it's gotten a lot of looks by um, a multitude of, uh, entities that breed hops, um, for, for a series of reasons, but, uh, um, Again, I, I think uh, another podcast in the future on on specifically oh, we, this well, would be, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely come back to that, and I'm sure Eric can come in and and uh, be another participant with that. So, I mean, it was totally part of my plan to be down there for this year's harvest and taping a bunch of stuff with you guys, and yeah, but yay, COVID, so. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but so uh, we're talking today too because there's a pretty exciting project coming out. Um, it is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and you guys are doing the one in eight project. Um, how did this project start, and uh, and what and what's behind it? So one in eight was a wet hop beer that was started a couple of years ago with Cloudburst in Seattle. We both had been touched by either ourselves or someone that we love that had breast cancer. And because of the close relationship we have with brewers and, you know, we thought let's, let's collaborate and, you know, we'll donate the hops. And if you guys can brew this beer, you know, let's raise some money for a very worthwhile cause. And it just was a great opportunity, you know, to, to do something together. And it was really successful you know, we came, you know, to harvest last year and we got through a year and thought, well, should we do this again? And, and, you know, I just wanted to have like a, a natural connection with another brewer that maybe had an experience with breast cancer. And I thought of, of my friend and cousin of our family, which is Pam Berlot. She is a survivor as well and a brewer's owner of Icicle Brewing out of Leavenworth. And so we donated the hops again for that wet hop beer, and they took it to another new level, which, you know, they canned the beer. And and that was really exciting and special. We got to bag up the wet hops and drive them up to Leavenworth, and, you know, we helped brew the beer. And so it was a really fun opportunity and to do something for an important cause that ended up raising money for, for two different cancer care organizations, one in Leavenworth and one in, in Yakima. And so with that, we, you know, kind of got to spring this year and honestly with COVID and all the shutdowns and, you know, just the trials and tribulations, some of our brewery friends were experiencing. We had some experiences, you know, just from a, protecting our, our workers and our crew. And um, we just didn't know if I didn't think this would be possible, really. And I just was really kind of um, unsure of, of what to do. And 
I thought, you know, well, okay, well, maybe we'll skip it this year um, and then we'll come back to it. Um, I got a phone call from Wellness House of Yakima and I was just talking to their director and like a lot of charities and nonprofits are experiencing a lot of uh, their funding has gone away. Mm-hmm. Um, their, their events have stopped. Their volunteers are not coming. But the thing that still remained the same was that they're still providing help. And that was a big aha for me was they, they need help. They need funding. They need support even more so now than ever. And I thought I just, we just can't let this go by without something uh, because it's become even more critical that we do something to help any nonprofit and thought of Jeff and the YVH crew and thought, well, we, we could do something together. And actually it was, Jeff is a great supporter of a lot of growers in this Valley. And he was quick to say yes. <laughs> and how can I help? And, and what can we do? So yeah, Jeff, where, when do, uh, how do you come into this then? Uh, I'm a yes guy. So they just asked, <laughs> uh, no, I thought this was a good opportunity to, well, we've never actually done something like this where it's actually a fundraising campaign using the vehicle of selling hops. Uh, I thought that would be a good idea to try out um, and maybe even for future possibilities to raise money for other organizations. But one thing, you know, I, I always come back to is um, relationships and friendships and, and things that are people are passionate about. And so um, this is a great opportunity for us to get involved in, in, in a collaboration efforts. So when we were sitting down thinking about how to do this, we, we needed a hop. And so I, the public breeding program just recently released a hop called Triumph. And I was like, whoa, you know, a lightning bolt hit. Uh, a, it's a great name because you're tri- you know triumphing over adversity, whatever yeah. that may be. B, I like Triumph, that it's a public hop that's not, it's not necessarily owned by entities. Um, so growers have control over that in terms of making, you know, sales or extra money. C would be, it, you can get it anywhere too. Um, and to hopefully promote these kind of like public hops too, right? So, uh, you know, right now it seems the marketplace, everyone's really fixated on these, uh, anything with a TM or an, a registered trademark on the name. And and they are great. I also think there's a lot of opportunity and importance to public varieties. And so, you know, you can get into that topic way deeper than that. But in my mind, I was thinking, okay, similar campaigns here. And I was thinking like Sierra Nevada did the the wildfire uh, campaign where they were raising money where, or or the, I guess the new Black is Beautiful too, right? So where everyone can participate and it generates, you know, uh, funds for these organizations, um, everyone coming together. And so I, I thought of a similar model with this. And so what was really cool is that CLS grew these hops. Roy Farms uh, is another partner in this and they pelletized the hops. And then we are going to be distributing the hops. And before those, those two other organizations, breweries could participate in that. But now homebrewers can participate in this aspect, right? So just inherently buying Triumph hops for the one and eight, we're going to be kicking back money towards the organization. So just coming on the website and, and trying, the, trying a new public variety and, and, you know, and buying these hops is you, you've already done your part. We also are really encouraging, um, you know, breweries to participate in any way they want to in terms of, um, you know, generating money for their local organizations or however they want to do it. And so we will also be really, uh, releasing 
you know, label assets that people can um, use with this, the same uh, schematics or theme for the one in eight, which uh, we will release on launch date. So uh, you can be a brewery, you can be a home brewer, and you can also be a craft beer drinker and, and going out to those breweries that are, are collaborating with this this campaign. So I think we're hitting all markets here. And uh, so everyone can participate and, and, and hopefully uh, spread awareness. I mean, I think just you know, the, the name one in eight, you know, you know, one out of eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer is, is profound. I had no idea either. Yeah, I think that is in a, you know, the name of it, one in eight was first coined because it was one of eight wet hot beers that were being brewed that first year, which is also the statistic that one in eight women will be diagnosed with breast cancer in their lifetime. And so I think the name is great because it just speaks to that statistic and it creates also awareness that that women need to be doing, you know, self-screening, getting their mammograms uh, regularly, and that early detection is what the message is, is you know, the sooner your breast cancer is caught earlier, the better. And so if you are aware, then you have knowledge and knowledge means that you can act and do things to improve your situation, which is a surprising statistic for sure. And so um, I'm glad that the name was coined and I'm happy that it continues because I do find a lot of women and men don't maybe understand that statistic is that is one in eight. I mean, like I can just think of like eight female friends myself. Right. So that's just like a crazy statistic that one of them, you know, can possibly get it. Right. And so, um, you know, there's a lot of women in the, the brewing industry. There's a lot of women in hop industry now. And, um, I have three daughters. And so I think as, as an industry, we can definitely, use this opportunity to create that awareness and also raise money for a very worthwhile cause uh, that's important to to Yakima. You know, these hops sound really cool. Um, and not only is it supporting a good cause, so I mean, the obvious next question is, when is it available and how can we get it? So you can currently get it right now if you're a brewery on our wholesale site, which is spothops.com, S-P-O-T-H-O-P-S.com. Spot hops is a term that is um, commonly used in the industry of what's available outside of contracts. For the retail side, in terms of our, uh, in terms of canning, which we're going to be uh, canning these hops and, and repackage them into smaller increments, we are dropping it October 8th. And so we will have it available, you know, uh, for sale throughout the month of October and even in November. And so I think a lot of uh, the beers that you'll see from this, um, this collaboration effort will be released probably in November. So um, the the longer this, you know, the longer amount of time that we have to create more awareness, uh, the better, right? So, um, and our retail size for homebrewers that we will be dropping on the 8th are available at yakimavalleyhops.com. So check back on both those things or check back on, you know, our social media, which is uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, all those other things. Um, CLS, same thing. And uh, Roy Farms would be another entity, too, that will be hyping it up as well. It's honestly juicy fruit. It's a juicy fruit, some light berry, um, bubble gum. It's lime, but it's also it's a mild hop. Um, it's subtle and delicate and it's. It's not overpowering by any means. So um, I think, you know, if you want to 
do something light, you know, with it. Or if you want to pair it with some other hops, I think it would work well too. But it, it felt uh, subtle and delicate was a lot of the terms that we talked about during harvest. And juicy fruit was definitely a top of our mind when we were doing some sensory. But honestly, it's so new that it's it's a little uh, bit of a, you know, everybody gets something different out of it because it's such a new hop. We are collaborating with um, Vrital mm-hmm. Brewing, as you know, Chris. Friends of the podcast. Um, and yep. he will be using, um, yep, yep, he's been on your podcast before and he's making phenomenal beer down the valley. And, you know, Shelly will be going down for that collaboration and, and, and Claire and, you know, doing the hop, hop drops. But he'll, he'll be, he's going to be doing like a New England style IPA and we'll also be using other hops too. And so, yeah, Shelly's right. It is a new, I mean, it is a really new hop. So they're, the, the gates are wide open for experimentation on it. And, um, that's the, it, it plays well with others. Um, however people want to make us a certain style of beer, you know, leaving it totally up to them. So that's, what's fun about, uh, that right, well. Great. Well, I mean, thank you both so much for your time. I mean, I wish I was down there again for harvest, but um, I'm really looking forward to this and possibly getting my hands on these hops myself. And uh, yeah, I mean, like best of luck with the campaign. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks, Aaron. Such a short uh, time frame to get us on your wonderful podcast. Uh, I had a blast with you last year when you came down with Sam mm-hmm. and Tom. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Big thank you to Shelly and Jeff. It was great to chat with them. Like I said, really wish I was down there for the harvest, though. And uh, yeah, harvest is wrapping up just about now. And today, October 8th, as this episode is released, you can get these Triumph Hoffs for the 1 in 8 campaign. So head to the appropriate places. You can even go to the number one in number eight.co. So that's one in eight.co for more information about the campaign and how to get the hops. I am also happy to report here late breaking at the end of the call, Jeff and Shelly are like, Hey, do you know any BC breweries that might be on board to uh, be a part of this campaign? And like, we know it's a little last minute, you know, and need to squeeze it in. And so I reached out to some friends of the podcast and I'm happy to report. I just got a message back from Aaron at Barkerville. They are producing a beer that will be in cans as well. So very excited about that. The text message here says a double dry hopped session ale is what uh, Aaron has in the works for us. So I'm really excited that um, a BC brewery is also a part of this campaign and proceeds from that beer will be going to a local cancer society in the interior. So really excited by that. Hope you enjoyed this podcast episode. And if uh, you want to check out more episodes, you can by going through the archives in your podcast app or heading to the website, cascadian.beer. Also along on social media because I'll definitely be making an announcement once that Barkerville beer drops and you know, there's tons of beer stuff going on. It is BC craft beer month. So lots of things to keep up on. You can follow along at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian Beer on Twitter at Cascadian Beer and on Instagram at Cascadian Beer Podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.